0: Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. I am... Boy, what a day. What a day. We've got the Trump stuff, we've got all these sorts of things, but I am opening up with what I think is the most important news on the planet, uh, and that is... Edible vaccines that we may not know we're eating. What? Okay, folks, listen. You know I've been on this with Missouri House Bill 1169. I've found out why it is that I think they're so opposed to this. Why are they fighting so hard against informed consent and against disclosure? It's a two-page bill. Nobody on the planet that reads this. I have not had a single person that's read this bill say I'm against it outside of the lobbyist and the crooked rhino republicans by the way at last count we only had five republicans and zero democrats on the emerging issues committee that are willing to vote yes on this bill in missouri five five people only five republicans are willing to stand up against bear monsanto that that lives in uh i mean they're out of st louis that's why missouri is being so difficult about this because the rhinos on the emerging issues committee is sold out. Now I've answered every question. I posted last night, you know, because I hear the rhinos say, Well, we can't do it, it'll affect interstate commerce. That's garbage. It's crap. I answered it. It's on the there's a tweet out there. Oh, we can't do it because it'll do this. I've answered every question. I reviewed this bill. I had input on the bill. I assure you, this bill is completely ready to go. It can go. It's two pages. It's an idiot-proof bill. There's nothing to oppose. So quit lying about it, rhinos. You scumbags that are, are selling out your people, quit lying about it. And I hope you're listening to this segment because this is huge. Folks, let me read this to you. Are you ready? Let me. I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking at my stack of stuff. It's got to come right out of the stack because this is huge. In an article published in the National Library of Medicine and, and uh, NIH, you know, the U.S government, Trust the Science, NIH, this is published online, 2019, November 22, right? So November 22nd of 2019, this article was published. Title of the article: Edi- Edible Vaccines: Promises and Challenges. Are you ready, folks? Are you ready? This is an exact quote. At present, edible vaccines are developed for veterinary and human use. What? What? You mean edible vaccines were available in 2019? I thought they couldn't do that. I thought that was impossible. 2019, quote, at present, edible vaccines are developed for veterinary and human use. What? I thought they couldn't do that. Now we know why it is they're so opposed to this bill. What are they putting in our food, folks? Let me put this in in context, okay? A little bit more around this. The main mechanism of action of edible vaccines is to activate systemic mucosal immunity responses against foreign disease-causing organism. That just means to activate your immune system, right? Edible vaccines can be produced by incorporating transgene in... Two, selected plant cell. Oh, you mean you can do this through plants, huh? Seems to me that the Bear Monsanto people might have some things to say about that. Explains why Missouri's a little fussy. Continuing on, at present, edible vaccine are developed for veterinary and human use. Wait, wait, wait. But the main challenge faced by edible vaccine is its acceptance by the population so that it is necessary to make aware of the society about its use and benefits oh oh folks this seems like it might be an admission in the NIH library what are they doing folks what are they putting in your food have they have they expanded this to mrna are mrna vaccines now being used are they doing this in our food i don't know pass the bill. You'd have to tell us if you pass the bill. Are they using loopholes? There's a lot of legal loopholes they can use on this, folks. I've been studying this. There's a lot of le- legal loopholes. I would say, you know, plain language of te- uh, the law would say that they should, uh, you know, disclose and that it'd be illegal to do that. But, I mean, they don't care about the plain language of law. They've been lying and breaking the law for three years. Why would they stop now? Folks, as you read this article, which I'm going to be blowing up everywhere online shortly. Uh, actually, uh, this this article is, it's damning. They talk about these being direct gene delivery methods for creating these things. Uh, this is all gene therapy. It's all genetic modification. This is why, folks, they don't want to pass House Bill 1169. This is why the lobbyists. From Washu and these other places said, Well, you'd have to label everything because they're already introducing gene therapies through food to you. It's happening. Folks, the genetically engineered plant virus, whole bunch on this. Outline of edible vaccines, plant-based edible vaccines. That's a headline or heading, right? I mean, what major plant species used as vaccine models. Potatoes, rice, banana, tomato, lettuce, tobacco, alfalfa, carrots, algae. Wait, wait, wait. Insect-based vaccines. I'm not, sorry, Bill Gates, I'm not eating your stinking bugs. Not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, folks... Uh, here, here, let me read this, this pl- lettuce. This plant is an effective model system against enteric diseases in both animals and humans caused by E. coli. Glycoprotein E2 expressed lettuce for a classical swine fear hog pest virus was developed. This plant is mainly used up in raw form and produces beneficial effects against hepatitis B virus. It is the utmost effective plant that can be used as an edible vaccine. Lettuce. You know the eat your salad books? Folks, we've been played. We've been played. Now I posted uh, this morning and asked uh, Elon Musk if he would help us. It's on Twitter. If you see it, please please share it. It's on Ren's Tom at Twitter. I asked him if he would help us because I had over 2 million views in less than 24 hours when I broke that they're do- going to be doing the mRNA into pigs and cows. What I didn't know at the time is that they may already be doing it. Um, but here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. 2 million plus views in just a, yeah, I mean, a matter of hours, and none of it was trending. Well, we just got word yesterday from the algorithms that Twitter released that the government's interfering with this. They're getting out there. They're censoring this, folks. They're censoring this. Our government is at war with us. They're covering this up. They're hiding the fact that our government has been screwing with our genetics for God knows how long. No wonder they want mRNA vaccines. What's the difference? It's just another gene therapy for them. It's in our food, folks. I don't. Let me read this again. At present, edible vaccine are developed for veterinary and human use. Let me read you this. Ready? A double. The, wait a second. Let me tell you the year first. This was published February twenty second, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Quote a double blind placebo controlled clinical trial evaluated the immunogenicity of hepatitis B surface antigen expressed in potatoes and delivered orally. Hepatitis B vaccine in potatoes introduced orally. They still doing that? What's in your potatoes, folks? I don't know. Kind of curious now, aren't you? In light of of the mRNA vaccine failure, the died suddenly phenomenon and everything else, do I want them putting vaccines in my food? What about the Nuremberg Code, folks? What about informed consent? Informed consent, anybody? Don't I have to know I'm getting my genes screwed with or getting a virus or a vaccine or whatever it is that I'm getting to be able to give informed consent? But no, we're using legal loopholes to put this stuff in food potentially and then given it to me, I want straight answers. And, you know, here's the problem. I don't trust anything that the FDA tells me at this point, because Biden's crew of liars lie so often, I don't believe anything they say. So I don't know what they're going to have to do to prove to me that they're not doing this in food, other than for Missouri to pass House Bill 1169, which would require disclosure on the state level. God bless Tennessee, who's apparently interested in something related to this too, by the way. Uh, Although I want to caution y'all in Tennessee. God bless you, and I support you if you guys are doing this, but, 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 you have to do more than just an mRNA disclosure because what they'll do is they can do these gene therapies and say, well, they aren't mRNA, it's something else, right? So it's got to be any medical or genetic intervention, right? Because they're lying. I've got it right here, folks. I've got it literally right in front of me, and I'm going to be sharing it all everywhere. I can't wait to share it all, everybody. I'm I'm sure people are going to be fussy. MIT News. Making mRNA vaccines easier to swallow. A pill that releases RNA in the stomach could offer a new way to administer vaccines or deliver therapies for gastrointestinal disease. Follow the science, folks. It's It's MIT. It's MIT. Now a team of MIT researchers have developed a way to deliver RNA in a capsule that can be swallowed. Well, I don't know if they need to, if they can do it in food. Now, mRNA or just vaccines? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what all they're delivering to us. What I know is that they've lied about everything, and given their complete lack of transparency, why should I trust anything they're saying? I don't know which vaccines they're giving to us through our food, if any. I don't know what else they're giving to us through our food, if anything. What I do know is that Bear Monsanto is the number one reason that these Republican rhinos in Missouri are opposing House Bill 1169. I do know that when they testified, the lobbyists said we'd have to label everything in regards to having to disclose gene therapy products. What I do know is that if that's the case, then they're screwing with our genes with our food. And now, in light of these articles that i found published in credible institutes and organizations like NIH, I think there's some questions to ask, and I think there's some issues that we need to address, and I think that this now should be addressed by our federal officials as well as our state officials. I think Jim Jordan should have some hearings on this. I think Senator Paul and Senator uh, Johnson ought to be calling for some answers. I think there should be some subpoenas issued. I want to know. Are you vaccinating me through my food? Are you putting any other medical interventions? What are the effects on my genetics these GMOs are having? What are the effects? Because what they're doing is they're saying these are GMOs, so they're not vaccines, they're not medicines, they're GMOs. And they're using the definition of GMO very broadly to allow them to get away with doing God knows what. Since, since, Pharma and ag are one and the same. The guys producing, you know, these genetically engineered products, it's all the same people, right? And since the FDA is in charge of it all, and the FDA is completely, completely corrupt and owned, Bear Monsanto, Bayer is a huge, huge, huge pharmaceutical company. You think that they're not influencing the FDA? <laughs> I got news for you. Folks this is the most important thing i've ever broken we have now absolute absolute evidence absolute proof that these be through admission that this is possible the question is what are they doing okay we know that they can do it we've got we've got clinical trials we've got all sorts of things going back 20 years they're doing it Shouldn't we know? Doesn't the Nuremberg Code require informed consent? Are you okay with your children being given medicines that you don't even know they're being given? Why are we seeing so many health problems that we've never seen before? I mean, we know that the died suddenly mRNA gene therapy vaccines are part of the problem, but what about other things? What about other new and bizarre diseases that just keep popping up at random? folks, they don't know our genes. They don't know. I mean, only my, my uh, one of my expert friends told me, you know, we only actually understand about 2% of the un- human genome. Now, that leaves an awful lot. Now, whether it's mapped, whether we know what's where, that's one thing. But understanding is different. We don't understand it all. So why are we toying with it? Why are we tinkering with it? What are we doing? What are the long-term health effects? What are the impacts? What's going on? I don't want you to screw with my genes. I'm okay with them. You know, to my mind, creating the image of God, I'm fine with that. I don't need any help, folks. I don't know what to tell you, but other than that, you got to do something. You got to act. You got to call these crooks, corn corn growers association, cattlemen's, pork. Soybean, all these different guys. Tell them if they're supporting that, you're done supporting them. Chamber of Commerce, if you're supporting these guys, we're done with you. Then you need to call everyone on that emerging issue saying, we need to keep sharing this. We need to keep. I asked Elon Musk, please help us get around the censorship. Get that to Elon. I hope Elon will hear it. One share from him could be a game changer. I got to have your help, folks. I'm fighting. I'm getting you the information. I'm doing everything I can do. You know, we'll look at lawsuits too. I mean, I God knows if I can sue someone over it, I will. And I believe that there's going to be some massive lawsuits now that we know that they're tinkering with our genes. I just got to find the I gotta show the injury. If I can show the injury, uh, we're golden. And now that we know that it's there, we just need some people doing some studies on it. If I can show that, there's the lawsuits. Gotta have your support though. Go to tomrens.com. Follow us on Twitter, Rens Tom. Follow us on True Social, Tom Runs. We've got to get your help. Subscribe to our Substack. It's free, by the way. You can subscribe for free. If you pay for it, that just that just helps me in the fight. The money goes to the fight. But you don't have to pay. I've had a lot of people say, well, I can't afford another sub." Well, then don't pay for it. But get the information and get it out there. Please support us so we can keep fighting for you. We'll be right back.
1: Are you worried about spike proteins and how they may impact your health? Are you looking for help? The Wellness Company has an answer in the form of our clean, pure, all-natural spike formula, developed by experts like Dr. Peter McCullough. The Wellness Company's spike formula includes the incredible nattokinase, dandelion root, black sativa extract, green tea, and iris sea moss. Even better, the spike formula by The Wellness Company is vegan, gluten-free and made right here in the USA. So you know that you can trust and rely on it if you're concerned about spike proteins. Buying American-made naturalistic ingredients of this quality separately costs over $100. Our spike formula is only $65.99. Get spike formula today by going to TWC.health. Outloud listeners use the code OUTLOUD at checkout for an additional discount. Go to TWC.health, promo code OUTLOUD, and get peace of mind if you're concerned about spike proteins.
2: You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural, drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com.
0: Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long covid sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, folks, welcome back. I got to tell you, uh, boy, I'm just, I am fussy. I really am. I am just plain fussy. You know, I'm so tired of cowards and wussies and people without the testicular fortitude to stand for anything. And it just seems like wherever I go, especially when it's politicians, these people, I mean, they lie for a living. It's really amazing. These politicians are just trash. Uh, And, you know, one of the places that that's very, very clear is Arizona. Katie Hobbs, anybody? Okay, so I think this is a critical story that we have to cover. And we need to really kind of look into this. So Mark Fincham had a very good case when he filed the case uh, against the, the fraudulent elections that were facilitated uh, in Arizona by Maricopa County and others. Now since that case has been filed, I mean, so much has came out, so much information. Supreme Court decided that they do need to look at the fact that no one bothered to even consider matching ballot signatures. They didn't follow the law in any way, shape, or form for Kerry Lake. Um, but there's a bunch of other things happening. Uh, Fincham has has filed a motion, and this is in uh, this is in let's see, it's in Undercover DC or Uncovered DC, and I like that. I like that. Crew, they're a good crew, by the way. Headline: New testimony confirms ballot tampering in Maricopa County's 2022 election. And I mean that's an understatement, okay? I mean there were a ton of things. So, and let me let me go back a minute. Now, remember, Katie Hobbs was Secretary of State. She oversaw the election that she was participating in, while using her authority as the Secretary of State to try and coerce social media to censor her opponents, which is a violation of federal election law, in my opinion. Uh, She did all sorts of things. I mean, she should be in jail right now. She blackmailed, threatened, coerced, whatever you want to say. Some of the counties said, you know, we're going to go criminal charges against you if uh, you don't certify my crappy stolen election. Uh, You know, she worked with these clowns in Maricopa County who actually had a pack against Carrie Lake the guy's running Maricopa County at a pack against Cary Lake. We've seen all this evidence of the cartels buying off judges in Arizona. Apparently, Sinaloa has you know, bought off a number of judges and a number of state officials. You know, This was all out there. This was dropped, and for some reason, nobody's talking about it anymore. And one of the most profound things ever, some guy in California and Arizona gets information on the Sinaloa cartel buying off judges and other such things, and no one's talking about it. So you've got all these different things happening, and in, in the wake of that, uh, you've got these, these just—one of the most egregiously terrible decisions I've ever seen written it was a decision in Mark Fincham's case. <clears throat> and since then, he actually—they actually, they actually this is, have gone after sanctions. They've actually had the audacity to go after sanctions, as though his case wasn't filed in good faith despite all of this fraud that's going on. It's shocking, folks. This is absolutely shocking. Anyways, so Fincham uh, and his attorney, which, and, you know, I've I've talked to Mark. Mark is a good guy. He's just a patriot. He's just fine. He's legitimate. He truly just believes he's trying to fight for freedom and these sorts of things. And not only does he believe it, but he's actually right. So they dismissed his lawsuit, despite the fact that it was quite obvious what's occurred. And in my mind, they dismissed it on, uh, on intentionally faulty legal reasoning. I mean, there's no way any judge, I mean, apparently this guy didn't go to law school. I, I, the, the legal reasoning, was, there was conflation, there was all sorts of logical fallacies. I mean, it's just a terrible ruling. It was a ruling that they did, to you know, they were, they were seeking a result, not a trial. And that's what occurred. there. they didn't want a trial. No, we didn't want that. So this guy throws this this garbage judge throws his case out, and uh, just on on just garbage, just garbage. I can't say that enough. Uh, well, Fincham has said, you know, hey, we're, we want a motion for reconsideration, right? And he has every right to do that in light of. Uh, well, new evidence, right? If you find new evidence, you can motion for reconsideration. Uh, you know, assuming that there's some I's dotted, and T's crossed, which they they have. Uh, so, they, he filed this motion to reconsider, and it's because the the basis for it is you got to find new evidence. Well, new evidence comes from a guy named uh, Clay Parika. I assume it's Parika. I don't know Parika. I don't know because there's an H in his name. I but but anyways, uh, yeah. Clay is an expert witness in Kerry Lake's lawsuit, and this is really an important thing. So Parikh testified that, and I'm reading this that there are only two ways the 19-inch image, uh, the printing of a 19-inch image on a 20-inch paper happened. They're both intentional, he explained. One way is by changing the printer adjustments. That would make the printer uh, that would make the printer adjustments and settings override the image file that was set. The other is from the application side or the operating system side. So this guy said, and, and test right, he's an expert, that there's only two ways to have the problems that they had in Maricopa County. And that is, both are intentional. There's no accident here, right? So these guys intentionally screwed this up. Now, this, this in my mind, meets, although they already did meet, all of the different uh boxes that you have to check to show that this this should be granted a motion for reconsideration. They should be able to make their arguments, they should be able to examine the evidence, so on and so forth, and uh, you know, make their case. Especially in light of the fact that these these crooked judges are apparently looking at uh sanctions. I mean the fact that they're looking at sanctions, I hope I hope Fincham's lawyer uh, cross motion, motions for sanctions on the other side. I mean, especially if this goes forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, we someone should be looking at ethical complaints against the judges here. I mean, this is unbelievable what happened. I, and I don't believe that it could be an accident, although those, consider, those, those ethical complaints would likely go to the state court, the state Supreme Court. And do you really think the state Supreme Court is going to do anything about it, folks? That's why nobody's going to do it. The bar association states it's it's a bunch it's a gold boy system. We need judicial reform. We need to sit reform in our justice system. There has to be a check and balance to crooked judges. There's got to be, and it can't be another judge. We need a check and balance from someone who is not a part of the legal system or the judicial system, because lawyers are subject to discipline. Who's going to fight a crooked judge? There's no way to fight a crooked judge right now because crooked judges still have authority over lawyers, and if you go to battle with a judge, you gotta deal with what that judge is gonna do to you. Me talking about this is hugely taboo. Uh, As an attorney, I have, oh my God, you have no idea. The risk I am taking right now, telling you guys this information, huge. Luckily, I don't care because I believe it's true, and I believe it's accurate, and I believe in the First Amendment, and uh, I'm exercising it. These guys, there is no mechanism for a lawyer to hold a crooked judge accountable without risking professional suicide it just it's it is a major risk plus all the other judges know once you've done it everybody knows the lawyers know the ju- you become persona non grata in the legal system and uh, you know it's a, it's just ridiculous you might as well forget any future we have got to have reform of our judicial system there has to be a, a body where there's a check and balance that's outside of the courts an the idea, don't even give me this crap. Oh, that's the the courts. The courts would never be corrupt. That's garbage. That's garbage. Every other part of our government has checks and balances. Why not, Why not the judges? Boy, am I getting in trouble right now, folks. Holy God. Um, but you know what? I'm advocating for reform because I believe it's right. I believe we need it. It's time that we look at this. When we start seeing evidence of judges being bought off as presented in Arizona. That's very concerning. And what are you going to do? When we look at the Maricopa County situation, the fact that March Fincham's uh, case was thrown out, and the fact that these guys have the audacity, the utter gall to consider sanctions, it's beyond the pale, folks. It really is beyond the pale. And... Uh, without the you see th- this is me advocating for the justice system because the thing about it is is if people don't have faith in the justice system what do we got think of that nightmare right i mean that's terrifying so we've got to got to do whatever we've got to do to make it make us you know ensure that we have a fair and independent ju- judicial system and we can't do it if there's no way to check the corrupt judges if a judge can be corrupt and they're untouchable where does that leave us? And that is precisely where we are. Don't tell me that they're watching their own. That, that The Fox can't guard the hen house. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. And that's precisely what we have happening. I don't know any other lawyers that will talk about this because most of them don't have any balls. Sorry about that, folks. I probably should not say that. Um, but I, I'm tired. I'm so sick of people not having the courage to say what's necessary. This is not acceptable, folks. It's not acceptable. I'm watching corruption everywhere. You're gonna tell me that we shouldn't speak out about this? I am absolutely advocating for reform of our judicial system. There needs to be independent review of allegations of corruption against judges that are completely unattached to the judicial system, completely unattached. Unattached to the bar, unattached to the judicial system, unattached, period. What do you do if you've got a crooked judge? The answer right now is nothing. Live with it. Ask Flynn. Ask General Flynn after what he dealt with. Anyways. uh, So, you know, back to Arizona. Arizona. You know, Fincham's got this guy. He's talking about the fact that these these ballots and these ballot problems could not have happened by accident, right? Couldn't have happened by accident. This is a huge number of votes that were affected by this, folks. Huge number. Question is, is that number of votes substantial enough to impact the outcome of the election? The answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge number of people who were disenfranchised. You add all the different mechanisms by which people were disenfranchised, and you have a monumental number. But, uh, you know, you look at this. These ballots, they they were screwed up on purpose, and the mistake was done in a way to disenfranchise voters, particularly in Republican or conservative areas. It was done absolutely with intent and purpose, and the odds are that this is something that Katie Hobbs knew full well about. I mean, but you know, she's a crook. So who'd be surprised? She was overseeing this election. This was her her thing, right? Shouldn't there be a presumption there? Shouldn't there? Shouldn't this court be you know a little bit suspicious that all these problems, these intentional errors, occurred under the guise of someone who had stood to benefit from the election? Are you kidding me? Is this these judges' first day on the job? They're just going to take that? And listen, these judges have absolute authority to hear this case and to give it a shot. They just don't want to. They just don't want to. That's all it is, folks. That's all it is. They don't want this case to get the light of day. This is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Carrie Lake, every single count that she applied should have should have been should have survived. Every one of them. The fact that they only gave her one of one of the counts to go back on is actually quite an insult. I mean, it's a big victory for her, for sure. And I'm grateful that it's happened. And her lawyers should be commended for not only having the gonads to bring the case, but for, for actually doing it well enough to get that far. I mean, congratulations. The simple fact is, though, that she brought so much more than should be necessary for notice pleading standards, which is what we have, That that it's absurd. The idea that this was thrown out before the evidence was even looked at on 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 uh, yeah, motions to dismiss grounds, it's absurd, folks. This is ridiculous. They they're not even looking at the evidence because it's too controversial. What do you do when you have a corrupt judge? Well, apparently, you live with it. What does America do when we've got too many corrupt judges? Well, I don't know, but it ain't looking good. When are when is our court system going to do something about this, folks? This is not acceptable. These cowards. You know, and I got to be honest with you. I didn't, I haven't gone through 2020 like I did this Arizona thing. I've really watched this Arizona thing and I'm incredibly offended and upset by it. I'm embarrassed for my legal profession, much like I am in a number of other places right now. The one thing that I know as an attorney is that we are in desperate need of reform of the legal profession. Desperate. We have the lunatics running the, the asylum right now, folks. Uh, I'm sure that that's offensive to someone, and probably uh, politically incorrect. I feel I feel like I read somewhere that that might have been a racist thing to say. I don't know, I don't know, uh, folks. I can't wait till next segment. I can't wait. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you about this this six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound dude. I can't. I just you're gonna be real. I'm really excited to tell you about that. Uh, speaking of lunatics running the asylum, but uh, f- folks, this is insanity. It's just insanity. This is not a matter of law. The role of the court is to apply the law to a given set of facts. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing less. It's not to change the law. It's not to dodge it because it's uncomfortable. It's not. I mean, these guys get appointed. I believe in a, in Arizona they get appointed and then re- have to be reelected. You know, this is not. These guys are supposed to be insulated from the political process to an extent, but apparently they're just trying to buy their seats by uh, participating in cheating in the political process. I don't know what's going on here, but this does not look honest to me. I mean, the evidence and allegations were monumental and they threw it out. Apparently to uh, bring an election case in Arizona, you have to prove fraud, prove it in the complaint. How the hell are you going to do that without discovery? See, we have what's called a notice pleading standard in this country. You're supposed to, in a complaint, put the other parties on notice of what you're complaining of. Then you got discovery to determine whether you got a case, and then you go forward and decide whether there's a case, and if there's a case, you go forward. You can throw it out on summary judgment, which is after discovery, if there's no case, but you don't throw it out on a 12B, but that's the court's new trick. Throw everything out on a 12B, throw it out before discovery, because we don't want anybody to see the truth. We don't want anybody to see the evidence. That's what's happening in these election cases, folks. You cannot prove fraud Fraud requires knowledge. It's impossible when you set a, a fraud standard and then you say that you have to prove it in a complaint prior to discovery. It is literally impossible to do. What they've done is they said there will never be an election case ever that will be successful in Arizona with this. And the fact that they're sanctioning someone for bringing a case when notice pleading is the rule of the land means the court is egregiously violating and ignoring the law and the standards set forth. And they're making up garbage because they don't want to hear these cases because they're corrupt. There's no other explanation. The law is quite clear. Their courts are not following the law. They're overruling it. And the role of the court is never to change the law. It is only to ensure that the law be properly applied to the facts at hand. This is corruption, folks, at the highest level. If this court doesn't rehear this, doesn't grant the motion to reconsider, then there we know all we need to know. I'm just saying. I need your support at TomRenz.com, folks. I'm risking my butt. Uh, I think I'm probably making a few people uncomfortable. We're putting this out there. I don't care. I don't care one bit. I'm fussy, I'm grumpy, and I'm American fighting for our rights. But I do need your support. Share my work. Share my Substack. Share what I'm doing. Get it out there. That's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it so people can be educated. You know I don't charge for my Substack. If you pay to join my Substack, you pay because you choose to. Otherwise, it's free. So help me get it out there. We'll be right back.
2: AmericaOutloud.com Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
0: Okay, welcome back, folks. Stack of stuff time. Boy, have I got some stack here. Uh, how do you how do you ease into this one? Women sue University of Wash Wyoming sorority for allowing trans identified male to join. Okay, folks, I, I got to tell you, just just brace yourself on this one, right? So these chicks at the sorority is is University of Wyoming sorority. Uh, let's see, Kappa Kappa Gamma. The kappa kappa gammas, I think I don't know if they're the gammas, the kappa. I don't know what they go by, but they, these chicks, they, uh, they got this this six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound dude with a wiener, that is now a part of their sorority. And uh, they're they're shockingly, after uh, voting to allow him in because uh, you know that that seems like the right thing to do. Uh, they seem to have some buyer's remorse. Now, in fairness, they were coerced into voting him in, but I'm going to go through this story a little bit because I don't know whether it's sad, funny, or some combination of both, but, you know, uh, we're thinking that these uh, Kappa Kappa Gammas are getting a real, real, real quick and harsh lesson in the reality of how stupid wokeness is, right? So the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority voted to allow a six foot two, 260 pound dude with a wiener into their sorority as a sorority sister, uh, yeah, his, uh, did so. And, and by the way, the six foot two, 260 pound dude, uh, who, who has a wiener, he actually, uh, he has on his Tinder profile that he's interested in girls so, I don't know whether the six foot two, 260 pound dude with a wiener that's interested in girls did this seriously or as a joke. I don't know if he's just desperate, but whatever. Anyways, so uh, this guy is, uh, it's something. Uh, according to the article, uh, and the guy's name is, I, I guess, Langford. It says, while Langford doesn't yet live in the sorority house, the complaint states that the individual spends significant amount of time there. The doors in the sorority houses' communal bathrooms don't lock, the legal document explains, and the primary bathroom on the second floor does not have a private area to undress before showering. Here we go. Ready? Plaintiffs and other sorority members describe the second floor as a private safe space where young women can interact without concern that they will be on display for men, according to the document. Well, wait a second. Just because he's a 6'2", 260-pound man with a weenie doesn't mean that he's a man. He said he identifies as a girl. Where are these woke sorority kappas? They should know. They should know that just because the six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound uh, male with a weenie, uh, you know, uh, you know, is is there, and uh, well, uh, I'll just read this to you word for word. Quote, Mister Smith. That's The the documents refer to Langford as Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith has, while watching members enter the sorority house, had an erection visible through his leggings, the complaint continues. Other times, he has had a pillow on his lap. Uh, According to the legal document, Langford has not undergone treatments to create a more feminine appearance. Well, if he would have, then this would be okay. I mean, a six foot two, 260 pound man with a weenie that has got a visible erection through his his tights is much more palatable for naked young women uh, to have him stare at them than, uh, you know, if he hadn't undergone treatments to make him look more girly. Right. I mean, this makes total sense. Now, there's some other interesting things that I thought I, I was kind of surprised by the the, the lack of appreciation for for this individual and some of the stereotypes this lawsuit is filled with with just terrible stereotypes folks it's it's awful uh you know this they actually say and i want you to to hear this this is shocking you should brace yourself now these young ladies, uh, these woke young ladies, that voted to allow the six foot two hundred, six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound man with a weenie that gets erect when he sees girls, because he's attracted to girls, um, as according to his Tinder profile, uh, it actually says this. Okay, uh, I'm reading from the story here. Langford, who is referred to as Smith in the legal document, is 24, 21 years old. Is six foot two inches tall and weighs 260 pounds, according to the document says. Adding, quote, here's where it comes in, folks. This is a stereotype and it's rotten. I'm, I'm really, a, I, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. I, I just gonna tell you, get ready. Quote, no other member of Kappa Kappa Gamma has comparable size or strength. Well, that's just a load of crap. Are you suggesting that his six foot two, 260 pound uh, male body with a penis that gets erect when he sees girls uh, is, is somehow or some way uh, physically stronger or superior to, to the, the little girls that are in the sorority? Oh, that's a stereotype. Have, have they measured it? Have they, have they asked him how to do a bench press competition? I mean, I don't know. I just find this whole thing appalling. We're stereotyping here, folks. We can't have this. It's absolutely unacceptable. I mean, according to the story, that the this sorority was founded in 1870 and uh, they they uh, drew up a guide supporting LGBTQIA plus members in 2018 update in 2021, which states that in an effort to be inclusive, the sorority would allow under its ranks Women and individuals who identify as women. Well, he identifies as a woman, he told you. Don't let the wrecked weenie give it away. It's not this poor guy's fault. He can't help it. He can be a guy that identifies it as a girl that's attracted to girls and gets an aroused weenie because he likes them when he sees them. And It's not his fault. This doesn't even make sense to me, folks. This is absolutely ridiculous. What a horror. You know, the lawyer, the lawyer representing these girls should be ashamed of themselves. I and mean, can you imagine to make these sort of stereotypes? Oh my gosh. Someone needs some diversity training. I don't know, folks. Um, but it says Kappa Kappa Gamma is a single gender organization comprised of women and individuals who identify as women. Well, he does. He told you he does. What do you want? I mean, geez, oh, Pete. This guy clearly. Clearly, and he put a, he puts a pillow over his lap books. Obviously, he's embarrassed about it. He can't help it. He's wearing putting a pillow there. And these insensitive women, these insensitive biological females who don't even appreciate the trials that this poor, poor uh, dude with a weenie that identifies as a girl... Is going through. I, I just, if I am outraged, folks. I am outraged by this, this poor, poor individual. I'm, uh, folks. They didn't. These women aren't listening. Well, members are given tips on how to be a good ally, which includes referring to people by their chosen names and pronouns, and not making perpetuating assumptions about gen- someone's gender identity. I mean, they, they're supposed to know this. These girls are supposed to know this. Kappa Kappa Gamma is teaching your, your daughters to understand that the six foot two, 260 pound dude with a weenie that gets erect when he sees girls because he's attracted to girls, according to his Tinder profile, is obviously just a girl, just like them. They have no right to make this guy or girl or whatever it is feel like he's not a part of the sorority. I mean, he's a sister that. He's a sister. I mean, he is. You know, uh, quote, our Greek life here on campus, and I think nationwide as well, offers so many resources and so many opportunities, and I'm really glad that people can partake and be welcome and not be afraid they'll be rejected, Langford told the student newspaper after being admitted. Things shouldn't matter, like what their identity is or what their orientation is or what color this sc- Well, clearly, Langford, you are right. They should not. I agree with Langford 100%. This poor Langford, all he wants to do is be one of the girls, and they're rejecting him because he's got a weenie that wakes up every time he sees them. I, I mean, the guy tries to be courteous. He tries to put a pillow over it. He probably even carries a trapper keeper like I did in seventh grade. I mean, you know, I, uh, folks, it's so sad. It's so sad. The failure of these young, woke ladies who voted for him to be a part of their college. Now, I will tell you that uh, uh, that they did vote him in. But the legal document uh, does make a couple provisions. It says, the complaint alleges that women were told beforehand that they could only vote against Langford if they could articulate specific concerns about Langford's personalities. If members had not met Mr. Smith, then a no vote was evidence that a member was a bigot, reads the complaint, which explains that bigotry is also grounds for expulsion from the uh, kappa kappa gammas. So... You know it, the fact that he's a six foot two dude with a weenie that that likes girls uh, a lot apparently um, that's not grounds to not want him to look at you naked in the shower, uh, but but if you don't like him you know if you don't like his personality maybe the leering could be uh, you know viewed as something related to his personality I don't know, anyways kappa kappa gamma folks University of Wyoming. Not tolerant. They need some DEI training. I'm really disappointed in them. Uh, But, you know, uh, FYI. Okay, next. I'm trying to, I want to talk about that a lot more, folks. I mean, there's so much fun I can have with that topic, but uh, we've got to move on. Uh, I think it's important. Headline Town Hall Biden says no to school safety bill, right? Nashville shooter comes in, shoots a bunch of Christians. We don't need a school safety bill. The hell with that, says Joe Biden, right before he poops in his diaper. Uh, no, no, no on the school safety bill. No, Joe Biden, he, uh, he doesn't want that. Uh, he said uh, he was very, very, very clear. And uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, his buffoon spokesperson, said that Biden won't consider anything but a ban on assault weapons because a ban on assault weapons will do a lot of good. I mean, we'll be all safe if they shoot them with things that aren't assault weapons. You can go shoot the kids with whatever you want, but no assault weapons. Uh, hiring a, a you know a vet that's a safety resource officer that has a you know a gun that can shoot these guys, yeah, you know, that's doesn't make near as much sense as. Uh, hoping that the criminals and the gang members and and others will give up their guns and uh, hoping that the kind of people who will go into school and shoot children will give up their weapons because of Biden's assault weapons ban. I'm sure that that will work far better. I mean, it makes total sense to me, right, folks? And why would Biden even consider supporting, uh, you know, a a bill uh, like the SAFE Act, which, by the way... um, a nine hundred million dollar grant program, nine hundred million, so less than one billion, right? We've given over a hundred billion to Ukraine. So one hundred and fifty billion to Ukraine to support Nazis in the Ukraine—that's fine. But we can't do a, a nine hundred million dollar grant program to uh, help public and private schools harden their physical security and hire veterans and former law enforcement as security. That way, that yeah. You know, doors that lock and that are bulletproof and uh, armed security—that doesn't make sense for nine hundred million. But we can send uh, one hundred and fifty billion to Ukraine. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen Mitch McConnell speak out against this or offer to to uh, redirect some of the funds that he's put into Ukraine. Um, I haven't seen any Democrats. I don't know. Yeah, but but no, we don't want we don't want to spend less than one billion dollars to keep our kids safe when we can spend 150 billion to keep Ukraine's kids safe. Makes total sense to me. Thanks, Biden. Glad to know that you're taking care of us. <sighs> Folks, have I mentioned the six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound dude with a weenie that joined the sorority? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the opening of a joke. But you know, um, I want to shout out. I want to do kind of a shout out here, right? Uh, so you, guys, you guys, if you've heard me, you probably know Steve DC. I mean, he's much bigger shot than I am. I'm you not know, kind of a clown over here doing nothing, but uh, DC is kind of a big name. Well, uh, so DC uh, and I like Steve. He he's just a good guy. Um, he's got a, he's got a movie coming out nefarious it's called nefarious and it's a uh, it's uh, you know a thriller it's a, cre- a creepy movie scary movie I'm actually pretty excited about this because um, it's Steve DC right so I mean it may not be woke garbage I may not want to puke eight times while I'm watching it because I'm annoyed I mean I'm pretty excited about this uh, you know we've got we've got a, a movie coming out from a guy who is you know an unapologetic Christian conservative guy. I mean, he's just, he's just a good guy. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. Um, Looks to me like it's going to be a pretty cool thing, but he's got, uh, you know, an unapologetic Christian worldview. And, uh, you know, that's there. It's, uh, you know, that's not something that he goes with. But I'm super excited to see this. Now, from what I hear, uh, this is actually one of the most anticipated coming movies, uh, movies coming out, coming up. And I also hear that the left and the Hollywood scumbags are really, really, really trying to, to make sure it flops. They're trying to make sure it doesn't get into theaters. They're trying to block it, trying to do everything, uh, trying to get movie houses not to show it because they don't want a Christian conservative to break into the movie business. If he, you know, if this movie goes big, well, I mean, that'd be a disaster for the left. You know, you got flop after flop. I mean, Disney found a way to destroy freaking Marvel. How do you destroy Marvel? It's superhero. Everybody loves superheroes until Disney gets a hold of them. Have I mentioned six foot two, 260 pound sorority chick that has a weenie and likes girls? But Nefarious looks awesome to me. I'm actually, uh, I'm really excited about this. So I'm hoping that... Uh, And I like all the Christian movies, you know, I mean, that's all, it's all good. But I'm a, I'm a, I don't want, I don't want politicized movies. Um, I just want a good story. And that's what this looks like. I don't want overtones. I mean, you know, but I just want to be entertained, right? If I go to a movie, I just want to be entertained. And so I like this because they're not trying to shove garbage down my throat that just annoys me and takes away from the movie. It's just gonna be—it's gonna be a you know a movie from a guy with a similar worldview, and uh, for, you know I'm guessing that it'll be a real good thing because DC does a good job on stuff, and uh, I'm I'm just really looking forward to it. It's gonna hit April 14th, so I hope everybody will support that and uh, go see it. But all right, folks, get yourself a Genesis H O C L, support this network. Use Outloud to check out loud code at checkout, get a big discount. It's a great product. It'll keep your family from getting sick. Stops the spread of germs in the air. Support the Out Loud Network. Support us at tomrens.com. We desperately need your support. Listen, the economy is crashing. There's going to be more banks crashing. The economic collapse is well underway and it's going to get a lot worse. Go to bh-pm.com. That's bh as in Beverly Hills-pm as in preciousmetals.com. bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren say you. I like silver. I'll see y'all very soon folks.